Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with another bonus episode of Simply Happy. Now on today's guest episode, I am chatting with Josephine Atlery. Now Josephine is going to be introducing herself in just a minute on the podcast. I'll let you uh, listen to her, tell her story, you get to hear her perspective and about what she does. But Josephine is actually the host of the Responding to Life podcast and a meditation coach. Now the reason I had Josephine come on the podcast is because meditation has honestly helped me in so many incredible ways. And today's episode, like we just have a phenomenal conversation about how to really practically use meditation um, in a way that, you know, is adaptable and that works for us and how it creates such a ripple effect in our lives. So I am obsessed with this episode. There's so many great things. And you're also going to get a guided meditation from Josephine herself um, about 20 minutes into the episode. So you get to listen to that and enjoy that. So without further ado, dive on in. All right. Welcome, Josephine. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Olivia. I'm so excited about our conversation. Me too. Me too. Um, how I love to get things started is to basically just ask it, um, ask you what it is that you do to help more people become simply happy. So I help people overcome adversity to find joy. And I do this through my meditation sessions and workshops and through my podcast, Responding to Life, where I share my 13-year journey going through infertility to eventually create my modern-day family of five kids through non-traditional methods of IVF, international adoption, and surrogacy. And I took all of the life lessons that I learned from that journey and apply that to my meditation trainings that are general as well as fertility focused. And that is how I came to be here doing the work that I do and speaking with you today. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I I just, oh, my my heart goes out to any and everyone that's going through a journey like that. I like that's, that's a lot of emotion, uh, to bear. And, um, I'd love to know, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing what your experience was like, um, kind of going through that, that amount of, um, I guess maybe like stress, um, and anxiousness and, and even loss. Well, it was definitely a difficult time in my life. Going through the fertility process can be so isolating and very very frustrating and demoralizing. We have all these expectations of what we believe it should be like. And then when things don't start to happen that way, it can really come to heart as to just having us question our ability to to do the things that we were supposed to do especially as women 
you know, as people, the ones who are supposed to be able to create life, it can be very frustrating. And so for me, you know, I went through that process and I wish I had meditation back then as something in my toolkit to help me deal with all those ups and downs. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't. And a lot of the trauma that I experienced trying to conceive and with the miscarriages that I had Mm -hmm. just got bottled up and eventually manifested itself many years later just out of the blue in a completely different circumstance and turned into disordered eating. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a few years later after my family creation was completely done that I found the gift of meditation and mindfulness tools and have since incorporated it into my own life and my children's life and now into the lives of everyone that I work with. Mm, I love that. And I, and I love that that is also something that you are passing on to your children to where they, and they'll, and they'll pass that on too. You know, it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, even if, because I, I relate so much into where it's like, I really would have been helpful to have these tools sooner. Um, but you know, there's, it's never too late. And I think that's, Uh that's a a beautiful testament to your story. Yes. And you know, I'm a believer of we go through life and have these journeys and we're, we're supposed to take these nuggets of these learning moments out of them. And, you know, I look at life optimistically, even with all of those ups and downs. And that is what I took from those many years of trying to conceive is this idea of, of learning. One of the biggest lessons was learning to let go of control. Mm. You know, um, that presents so many problems for people when we're trying to hold on to so many things in our lives that we're trying to control that really are out of our control. But one thing that we do have as part of our ability is our breath and our mindset. And so those are some of the main things that I like to teach when I'm teaching meditation, just generally, but also fertility meditation, is that we have within us the power to tune into this inner calm using our breath by using breathing techniques and sitting in stillness and silence and meditation. And then we also have the power to continue shifting to a mindset of positivity through things like gratitude and affirmations and always making that choice to try and uplift ourselves out of cycles of negativity. Mm, Yes. Yes. I love that. And and I think that that is such a powerful thing, too, is to, you know, is to shift it from trying to have this external control over over into having a, a healthy internal control, because um, I definitely think there are f- forms of unhealthy <laughs> internal control. Um, I think. Do you feel like that that's even maybe what kind of led to the disordered eating is it was it was in set like in a way a sense of control, even though it kind of wasn't. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's weird because you think that when you think of an eating disorder, and mine in particular was bulimia, it it seemed like that's you're out of control. But it wasn't because in that moment I was allowing myself to have all of these, these foods and, and just in mass amounts. But then I exercised my control of the situation then by purging. Mm-hmm. And 
that was my way of controlling this situation of really what came down to was, you know, one of the things was feeling like a failure in my life because of all of the trauma from trying to conceive. And then also not feeling deserving enough of happiness, even though at that point I finally had three kids. I thought all my problems were solved because I finally achieved the goal that I had set Mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. But because I had never dealt with any of that trauma beforehand, going through the process, it, you know, it, it caught up with me and just out of the blue presented itself in, as I was training for a race and I, I didn't want to fail at not maintaining my health and achieving my goals with that race. And that's how it came to light. All of these suppressed feelings that I had. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's such an important thing to note too. And I, I think in, in society, we're taught a lot to like reach the goal. Like, oh, you just mm-hmm. reached the goal. But yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. I think even with um, I mean, with everyone, but also with like celebrities, we see it right. Like they get the success or they reach the goal. But then the mindset and the beliefs are still in place of I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough mm-hmm. or, or what the, whatever that is. And so, yeah, the goal doesn't reaching it doesn't erase all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. But, you know, the, the problem is that we get so caught up in trying to achieve that goal and we're not as we're in that process a lot of times we're not really present Mm -hmm. in it because we're thinking about the future about the end goal and how am I going to get there and you're completely missing what's happening in that moment with yourself within you and that's what I feel like happened with me which is why it's just so amazing now to be able to have the tools of meditation and mindfulness because in essence what's teach what is taught there is being able to access and ground yourself in the present moment and what I love to enlighten people about is that meditation serves you outside of the practice because then you're going through daily life and you're able to be a witness to what's happening to yourself in the moment Mm -hmm. and what's happening to the other people that you're interacting with and you're not missing it. So you have less of a chance of finding yourself many years down the road wondering what happened there because you weren't really there, right? Mm -hmm. You were thinking about all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, Cause I think, yeah, there is, you know, of course meditation is wonderful in the moment um, and Mm -hmm. very nourishing and very, helpful. But yeah, it does ripple out into the rest of your day um, and into the the coming moments after and helping you kind of create that. that, I mean, it shifts your energy. You know, it shifts Mm -hmm. how you're feeling. Um, And it's actually, I mean, it's one of the reasons why before, um, like in my program, before my students watch the, the modules, I actually have them meditate first to just help ground them and center them and then be present with what they're learning so that the distraction is is eased off. So, yes, absolutely. I love that. I yeah. love that you do that before, before like a big moment where they really need to take in mm-hmm. information. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's what I try to impart upon my own kids. Yeah, in in like kid friendly ways, at least. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's its own type of, <laughs> of meditation. Right. I do the I do the same thing with my little ones. Well, my three year old's not not quite there yet <laughs> where she can get right. her to, to sit. But yes. my uh, my six year old, yeah, her and I will meditate. We'll be on a hike and 
all of a sudden she'll just have a lot of emotions flood and be frustrated. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's stop for a second. Let's take a moment. And we'll literally meditate in like the middle of a hike or at home. And the like, if we're doing like schoolwork or whatever, um, and it, and it really helps, uh, reset her. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah, no, I have four-year-old boy twins, and mm-hmm. they aren't ready at that point. Yeah. However, they they see mommy doing it. So when they yes. happen to find me, even though I try to hide myself pretty well <laughs> when I'm meditating, they find me, and then they'll whisper to each other, mommy's meditating, let's be quiet. And then they'll <laughs> sit right next to me, and they'll just wait. Sometimes one of them will put their head in my lap, and they'll be super silent. But it's, you know, I smile in that moment yeah. because I know that I'm modeling this self-care behavior for them and and it just you know it instills uh, values that I want to pass down to them yeah and and so I love hearing that your six-year-old is meditating with you that gives me hope for my four-year-old rowdy boys (laughs) They'll, they'll get there they'll get there and I mean ours like you know of course they start off like super short and I have to like really guide it and um it should like peak, you know, like sometimes. Yeah. Yes. But um, it's it's a great way too. I feel like you get to tap into their imagination um, as kids. Yes. So I'll have right. her like imagining colors that like like what's a color that's oh. that you're seeing right now, and she'll be like purple. Like she'll just you know it like allows her to just kind of tune in and, and visualize. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I use it big time to like shift uh, moods. I'll a- I'll ask her first, you know. Do you, do you want to stay angry or do you want to, you know, stay in whatever emotion she's feeling? She'll tell me yes or no. And then if she says, you know, no, she wants to change it, then we'll kind of work together and we'll use a meditation to help shift it. Nice. Yeah. You know, my 13-year-old, I have, <laughs> I have five kids, so I have the four-year-old, I have 11-year-old twins, and then I have uh, my 13-year-old. And he actually comes to me just out of the blue and will say, Mommy, can we meditate? That is just the best feeling ever because he now knows how to to tune into himself. He's always been really good about understanding his own emotions, but I love how he's taking it a step further and knowing what solutions work for him. Yes, yeah, I oh, I love that gives me hope that it'll it'll keep going. Oh my gosh, I love that so much and I and I want everyone listening to really to really understand that, you know, at first people uh, you know, like you kind of set the standard. You you start meditating, you start setting that example. At first they, you know, it might not be respected or you know, like I remember when I first um not even when I first started meditating, but my littlest one like tried to feed me a cheerio. Like was really trying to wedge it in in my mouth while I was <laughs> meditating. And I was like, you know, it is what it is, but eventually people they you set a new standard and they get on board and they see that that's something that you do and then it also encourages them that oh, I could do that too. Um, whether that's your kids, whether that's family or friends, you know, anyone. Um, so I think it's just really beautiful to, to see that, that like, even just hearing them, because like, my kids do the same thing. They're like, mom's meditating and they'll go like, in another room <laughs> and they know to respect it now. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it may sound daunting to people who have not tried meditating. That's a common you know, comment that I hear from people who are contemplating it mm-hmm. and especially introducing it to your children. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole other level of yeah. uh, uncertainty, but it doesn't, you know, even for, for grownups or kids, it doesn't have to be this big process. Mm-hmm. It can be something as simple as breathing and just sitting for a minute or two and just tapping into your breath and just 
slowing it down and calming your body and getting out of whatever stressful moment you're in. It doesn't have to be some big production. Yes. Another thing I like to to remind people so that they're willing to give it a try and also willing not to to judge themselves and experience because that can prevent people from moving forward with it. Yeah, yeah. I and I appreciate so much that that you take that approach because I think it's very common to see the somebody's like, "Oh, you just sit for 30 minutes to an hour." And they're just like, "What?" <laughs> like, like how do I even right. do that? And so um yeah, I love that um I love that you take such a uh dare I say like a like a real world approach to it. Like we have kids, we have lives going on. Like sometimes you, yeah, you just need that, that, um, quick tune in. Um, and especially at the beginning and then you can kind of extend it and it can go longer and you can almost kind of get lost in it. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. And, and as moms, it's, it's all about being practical and Mm -hmm. being able to, to just be honest about it and being real and how it actually works out in, in our daily lives right Mm -hmm. and um and just being open to trying at least yeah for sure i'm i'm i very much take a similar approach like i'll meditate in the back seat of a car i for Mm -hmm. for me i i tried to and this may not be for everyone but you know for me i was really intentional about learning to meditate um with noise around me so with my kids Mm -hmm. around me i wouldn't try to go find a quiet spot because it was just dang near impossible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, I'll just practice with noise. And that way that won't be a a hindrance for me. Um, and, and yeah, it's like working with what you have. Um, and, and just allowing yourself to get started. And like you said, take baby steps. Yeah. Can I just say, I just love that because I would do the same thing. And after the kids would back pre-pandemic when I would drop them <laughs> off the last ones to school I would just hop into the back seat of my minivan and yes. that's where I would do the morning meditation and you know and be, it would be in the busy streets of LA and you know and this may be for someone who's more progressed but it's something to aim towards especially if you're a mom because we're, we're we live a life with with noise that's yeah. just our existence and and it was great to practice meditating and being able to return back into whatever my point of focus was if I got distracted by like construction or or honk or people talking as they were walking past my car because you know people feel like they're supposed to achieve complete silence and zen as they meditate but that's Mm -hmm. not the reality of it the actual reality is to practice being able to return back every time whenever you get distracted by noise, by sensation, by thought. And it's this constant ebb and flow back in your mind. And then you'll have moments of like complete, you know, awareness and presence. And then suddenly you'll get distracted. And then it's practice to, you know, acknowledge it and then return back into that moment. And again, that's an example of how you can bring it back to real life because we're constantly distracted by so many things. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in the middle of talking to our child and then suddenly a thought will pop up about work or something that we have to do at the house. And that's where you can use that practice of, are you going to let your mind 
float into that thought while your child is talking to you or are you going to be able to use what you learned in meditation and bring yourself back into the moment acknowledge the thought and just know that you can return to it at a different at a different time that's that's such a that's such a beautiful perspective on it too like it's it's building a habit that then can apply Mm -hmm. into other areas of your life um to where you aren't um necessarily so reactive and then easily distracted and you get mm-hmm. to like whatever you want to prioritize is your choice. And so I think like in the meditation, you know, the noise will happen, the phone will ring or a car will honk or something. And yeah, it's going to catch your attention, but it's you're saying, but I still choose to prioritize me. And there's no there's no shame, there's no guilt, there's no oh you messed it up. It's just okay, I'm just coming back to me. Like, yep, it distracted me, but I'm coming back to me. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've been practicing meditation for a while, but I know that sometimes I'll reach a point in meditation where I'm, I'm surprised and I'll notice it afterwards, of course, but I've completely tuned out all of the noise around me. So it's still mm. all happening, but all of a sudden I'm, I'm not as easily um, like caught by it and, mm-hmm. and I just stay in the state that I'm in. Oh, that's beautiful. I love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think it would be wonderful um, if you could lead us through a meditation. And for anyone listening who's in a car, don't. <laughs> don't meditate while you drive. <laughs> I mean, you can you can listen to it, but like keep your eyes open. <laughs> oh, that is a great uh, disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> and I would be more than happy to lead us you know, a couple minutes of meditation. So I always tell my clients to get as comfortable as possible, you know, the benefit of being at home. So remain seated or lie down. And then whenever you feel ready to gently close your eyes. And let's start to witness how your breath is moving in and out of your body. The time that we have right now is just for you. No one else. Just time for you to prioritize yourself your self-care, and your mental well-being. And everything in your life outside of this precious moment isn't here with you right now. Instead, you are here in this moment nourishing yourself with every beautiful breath that you take. So continue to witness how it's moving in and out of your body. And now place your hand wherever it is that you feel that the breath is entering. It can be your mouth, your nose, your heart, your belly, your throat. Just place that hand wherever you feel it coming in. Just to give you even more awareness of how that breath is entering into your space. And just feel the energy of the breath as it moves from that space through your fingers. And notice how the ebb and flow is making your hand move up and down. And try to make your breath as slow as you can. On your next inhale, see how long you can take that sip of air. 
And when you feel like you can no longer take in any more air, just try one more sip. And then just as slowly, exhale out of your mouth, releasing the air back out. And just try this at your own pace, just one more time. Breathing in slowly and exhaling slowly. With every inhale that you take, you're breathing in positivity. And with every exhale that you take, you're letting go of all of your stress, everything that is weighing you down. And as we end our meditation, I invite you to think of one thing that you are grateful for. And on your next inhale, breathe in that gratitude and allow it to fill up your entire being. And as you exhale, breathe out the gratitude back out into the world. And to return back to the space that you're in, begin to wiggle your fingers and toes. Perhaps stretch your arms and your neck. And whenever you feel ready, gently open your eyes. I hope you feel so much more calm than when we first began just a couple minutes ago, simply by tuning into your breath, tuning into how it's moving in and out of your body. And I hope that the feeling that you cultivated in just those precious few minutes, will you will allow it to just ripple throughout the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Mm, that was so good. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love anytime I'm able to help people tap into their calm. It brings a smile to my face. Yes. And this is, um, I don't, we're not done with the episode yet because I feel like we can still <laughs> chat more, but um, this is something you do regularly um, through your like Instagram page. Am I, am I right? I do offer, you know, during this pandemic, I've been offering free weekly meditations every Wednesday, actually today at 1.30 p.m. PST over Zoom. And, you know, just as a way to help out the community during this tough time, I teach, you know, simple techniques that you can take, use within your meditation and then again outside in regular life. And, and then I also offer... You know, private meditations online now through Zoom, and I branched out into offering fertility mindfulness workshops mm. as well. Mm, I love that. Yeah, meditation is something I I definitely talk about because um, it's something that I use and has helped me immensely. Um, but I think yeah, being able to go to someone like you that like this is your specialty, um, you know, is so is so beneficial. Um, for everyone. Yeah, I try to make it, as we talked about before, I try to make it, my approach is to be as practical as possible. Mm -hmm. As a mom with five kids who's working, and I know that it can be really tough for people to even entertain the idea of trying to start a self-care routine like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I try to approach it from that practicality standpoint, so that it's an easier Thing for people to attempt to try yeah and and not be scared of it and then 
try it for a little bit and have it fall, have them stop doing it because, you know, it can be approachable it, just in how you make it in your own life, right? Yes, completely, completely. Um, and on the note of self-care, I feel like let's let's talk about self-care for a bit, especially um, just with everything that has been happening and going on. Um, you know, meditation, I, and, I, and I love that I've been hearing you reference it too, is just one tool in the toolkit. So it's mm-hmm. not like the end-all be-all. Like if you feel like you mm-hmm. can't meditate, then like you're screwed. Right. <laughs> not the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are, I mean, what are some things for you that you like that you like to do for self-care? For me, I, you know, even before meditation, I was always an avid um, uh, health enthusiast. So I always work out every day. It helped that back then before meditation, that was my time for myself. It was the time that I could tune everyone else out and take care of me physically. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until years later that I realized, you know, there's something missing and that was taking care of the emotional and mental mm-hmm. well-being. And that's how meditation came into play. And so that, you know, I have meditation, but then I also do things, <clears throat> excuse me, such as journaling every now and then. I like to journal about gratitude and that's something that I do with my children that for me that's a form of self-care is being able to take a pause to try to boost my mental well-being so if it's something as simple as taking a minute to think about what I'm grateful for well you know when I come out of that when I've finished acknowledging my my gratitudes I'm in a happier place because I've taken the time to to be thankful for what I have and and so that for me is my definition of self-care is just being able to take care of the physical emotional mental side of your life and being able to come out of it with whatever activity that you do being boosted and feeling better and it, it doesn't have to be this grand thing it doesn't have to be this expensive thing mm-hmm. or even something very long that's takes time out of your day it can be something simple like like I said with the gratitude that will can take you less than a minute or it can be something as long as a workout meditation or you know I also just like to sit in silence every now and then <laughs> not meditation I'm just sitting in silence yes. in random places of my house whether that's you know, in my in my bathroom or my bedroom or hiding out in my minivan, even yeah. though it's not going anywhere. It's just I just want to be in silence to just it's, it's for me it's like a reset button. Yes. And I feel so much better out of it. I didn't do anything. I just paused my life for a moment and and I felt better. And that that was self care because I came out of that moment feeling like I can return back to life as a better version of me. Mm, I think that is such a such a good thing to note is that, yeah, self-care, because I think we can get so wrapped up in what self-care looks like rather than what it allows you to feel like after you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And it, if, it's a, if it's a facial, if it's one of these great, like, face masks, cool, then go for it. But, you know, try, it's great to try different things so that way you have, just this growing toolkit and because some days you need to throw many things 
many self-care strategies yeah. at, at whatever you're feeling because you're overwhelmed, you're really stressed out. And it takes more than one thing sometimes, as I know, especially these days. And so if you are willing to try new things, it's fun to see what works for you, what doesn't. And then, you know, it's it's a fun journey to be able to try different things. Yeah. And and self-care, like, literally can look like so many things. Like, I, I know for me... Um, one of my weird favorite things that I like to do that just kind of like boosts my energy after I'm done is to like grab a snack, like like a healthy snack and, mm-hmm. and to dance to no music while I'm eating it. <laughs> I love that. I can picture this and I, it just brings a smile to my face because that that's just like a happy moment. I love it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so like that's it. Yeah. It's, you know, self-care doesn't have to look like, I mean, it can be, I mean, I love face masks too, but it, you know, it can, it can look so different. It's, I mean, it could be poetry. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be reading a book. It could be, um, I don't know, jumping on a small trampoline in your house. It could be anything. Um, mm-hmm. and it could be, you know, getting outside for a walk or just sometimes I go outside and I just put my feet in grass and I just close my mm-hmm. eyes and breathe. And yeah, that's very grounding. Yeah. 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 And it's so important to do just anything, mm-hmm. even for as short of a time or long of a time, especially as parents yes. or caretakers, because you are taking care of others. And that is very depleting yes. in terms of your energy. And so, you know, you can't operate from this empty bucket. You need to constantly fill it and you need to fill it. You know, these moments of self-care are ways of nourishing you aside from you know, sleep and food and yeah. physical activity, you, you have to constantly nourish yourself so that you can keep helping others. Yeah. And I think that's what's so powerful, too, about finding the, the small forms of self-care, because the, the intention is you'll do them multiple times in a day. Um, mm-hmm. You'll you'll give and, you know, to someone else and then you'll give to yourself by doing self-care. And so it, it helps keep that rotation where, you know, we like... I feel like so many of us have been conditioned to like wait until the weekend <laughs> to like right. take care of ourselves when in reality that's that's why during the weekends people feel so exhausted and then they dread the week and it's because all you need to do is is bring in more self-care during the week whether that is you know small meditations or any of the things we talked about um, mm-hmm. and then and then yeah and then there can be times where you do bigger stuff um, right yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's that's so so powerful and so needed and I and I and I do hope that that meditation was able to to help um everyone listening to or at least give them a taste like that it's not that hard yeah. and that it 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 can be that simple and there's nothing wrong even with listening to somebody guide you through it. I mean, that's how I started. Yeah, that's how I started. I started with an app as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need, when it's something new, I, I say go for it and get as much help as, as you need to, you know, teach you the right way to maybe, not, not the right way, but just to teach you a method of getting into it. And yeah. And there's so many apps out there. And now with the benefit of things like Zoom, there are so many practitioners like myself who are doing meditations online so a lot more people can access it and it really it gives you a jump start because now you know you have someone's voice helping you through it yeah and and that can be so comforting 
Oh, for sure. And I, I know there will be, you know, times where, I mean, I meditate a lot of the time um, just on my own, but there are times where, you know, I want to pair it with music because it helps me ease into it more. Or, I, you know, I want to listen to somebody guide me through it because I'm like, you know, I don't feel like trying to do that for myself today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's why, there again, there's there's no right way. There's no wrong way. Um, and, and you don't feel like you have to be reliant on any one way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing about all these different you know, with all the different things coming out with meditation mm-hmm. in terms of apps and services and other things, is that they now have different almost themes, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're in the mood to have someone empower you about something that you're doing for work or with life in general, now you can tune into a meditation that will do that. Or if you feel like you need something that will just calm you down and de-stress you then there are specific meditations that will do that and and like you said you really need to just tune in to how you're feeling and that is what will help you take care of yourself because then you'll know what you really need in that moment and know how to go after it is is being able to be aware of yourself and, and knowing what you need yeah, and that's that's so important to know, um, especially like listening to ourselves because, yeah, because sometimes um, I and I think it's so cool that there are meditations now that are that are you know specific. And I know I I have a free tool um, for meditation, and one is kind of more general, and one is um, for empowerment because um, I think it's so cool that you get the opportunity to to kind of customize and be in, intentional, and I. I think for me, that was the biggest eye opener is like meditation isn't just about getting quiet and not having thoughts. Um, it can be something where you you intentionally infuse affirmations um, or, you know, or allow yourself to kind of reflect openly. Um, and it can also be complete silence. Like that's what's so cool about what you said, where it's about tuning into what you need. Do you need to just let your brain take a break and get silent? Or do you need, um, or not even need, but are you wanting to, you know, be guided in a certain direction? Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I'm in the same boat as you when you mentioned sometimes wanting music. Sometimes with all the kids in the house, sometimes I just want silence. And so I'll sit in a silent meditation. And then, then there are other days where I really need a boost of confidence. And so that I'll look for a meditation that will help me do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and bringing it back to that silence, you know, I think it's, it is beautiful to even find those pockets, even outside of meditation where you allow yourself to just be in that. It, it's so funny because my kids uh, went on a, a trip to go stay with um, their grandparents and for like a month and a half. And, and the day after um, we left dropping them off, there was a moment where I was sitting and my husband was like, because we had like a camper van. And he was like, are you coming out of the van? And I was like, it's just so quiet in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, give me a little while because I'm just going to sit in the silence. <laughs> I can appreciate that, believe me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, it's that like allowing yourself to just listen to yourself and being like, do I just need quiet? I mean, I know like sounds ridiculous, but I've like put pillows over my ears just to be like, okay, this is what silence is. 
<laughs> just to like be in that that space and then be able to feel refreshed and come back. Like it doesn't have to look, you know, like anything pretty or whatever. It can look however it needs to. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is so good. Is there is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone listening? Well, you touched upon one of my other favorites, which was affirmations. Mm. And I've been using that a lot lately in order just to help me sit, get away from anxiety. You know, mm. I have moments of anxiety. And one of the biggest things that calms me down is just repeating certain phrases. Lately, yeah. it's been, I'm calm, I'm safe, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm loved. And I just repeat those. And I just... In, yeah, I've been doing it actually the past few nights to help me get to sleep mm. is because, um, you know, when you're lying in bed and you can start to go down sort of negative thoughts mm-hmm. of like what happened in the day or the news that you happen to see yeah. by accident. A lot of <laughs> and, can be a lot and of then, yeah, you get lost in your thoughts and then you can't fall all of a sudden you can't fall asleep. So I'll shift it into just a, a quiet repetition of, of those affirmations and lo and behold, it just starts to just calm me down and then I'm able to lull myself into sleep. But I really, you know, I love doing those. Those help me a lot. I have my kids, my older kids, give me an affirmation every night, an affirmation and gratitude every night before Mm -hmm. I send them to their rooms. And I think it's such a great tool, you know, not even just helping you with anxiety, but just helping you to support and strengthen your, your ideas of yourself. Yes in the different parts of your life you know as you go throughout life different your affirmations will change based off what you need but they'll always be there and whether or not you believe them at the moment they're there you're saying them to yourself and slowly your mind will start to latch on to them because what we're feeding to our minds are that's where our mind goes mm-hmm. you know if we're feeding ourselves positive thoughts well we're pushing ourselves towards positivity but if we're constantly thinking these negative thoughts well that's where we'll stay and that's why i love affirmations because it's your gentle push into this positive path oh i love that i yeah i'm all for um positive affirmations i i call them mantras i think they go hand in hand um yeah and i i love that you said you you do them going to sleep um I think it's something I've done a couple of times, but I, um, I would, um, when I was having trouble sleeping, I would count, uh, I call them gratitude nuggets. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, um, so I would do the same thing. I would count gratitude nuggets until it lulled me into a sleep. Like instead of counting sheep, I count, I count nuggets. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. Yeah. I'll try that. And so I think that's, what's so beautiful about that is that, yeah, it's us being very intentional with what we're feeding our minds right before we go to sleep. And I truly believe that that helps you um, sleep sounder. It, it helps you um, not wake up feeling anxious because I noticed that's a, that's a very common thing um, among people that are living with bipolar anxiety or depression is, is there's this issue of insomnia. And it's, and I'm like, well, what are you thinking about before you go to bed? And it's, it's reflecting and worrying and the mind constantly running um, uh-huh. where, yeah, we can, we can be very intentional about what we're feeding it as we're falling asleep. Um, uh-huh. and, and that's something too, that there are meditations out there to help you sleep as well. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So especially if, yeah, they're great to fall asleep too, yeah. especially if you need that extra 
that extra helping hand, right? Exactly. Nothing wrong with support. Nothing wrong. No, with, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, with receiving support from other people and giving support to yourself. Absolutely. Yes, that yeah. is a lesson learned that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to learn many times in this life. Right? I'm I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. Yeah, it's always like, I'll just push through. It'll be fine. Like, I'll just uh-huh. talk it away. <laughs> like, no, it won't. It'll come back. <laughs> yes, just ask for help. Just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. Oh, this is, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Um yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. This is one of my gratitudes for today. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love being able to talk to people who are in the same, you know, working in the same space and who are mothers and doing great things for other people. So yes. I appreciate it. Oh, and this was this was my gratitude at the end of our meditation. Was this this conversation? Oh, very nice. I love it. Well, before we hop off, um, where can everyone find you? Uh, on my website, which is jatluri.com, and on there you'll find links to everything. So links to signing up for my monthly newsletter, and when you do that, you'll get the link to my weekly Wednesday Zoom meditations that are free, and you'll also see a link to my Instagram, which is Josephine R. Atlery, and I try to post every other day but things that are super positive and super real about being a mom who's a meditator and and then also you'll see on the website the different workshops that I'm doing one in particular is a new fertility mindfulness one Mm, love it thank you so much oh this has been phenomenal I appreciate you coming on thank you so much Uh, this is such a great conversation All right, my friends, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying Simply Awesome, I'll keep saying Simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.